morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of day it may be. Welcome to the FBTV podcast. I am Michael. I'm your host. We get together every week about this time. Spend about a half hour, give or take, together talking about things affecting the transportation industry, talking about things that have nothing to do with the transportation industry. And uh, pretty much have a topic we'll be de- uh, discussing during the uh, podcast. Today's topic is going to be double brokering. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later. It's uh, November the 11th. It's Thursday. Today is Veterans Day. Time we uh, take a step back and remember those who served so that we can have the freedoms that our forefathers meant for us to have and enjoy, to be protected. No matter what's happening today, the veterans We owe them more than just a thank you, more than just a day. Now, while we're on the subject of Veterans Day, there are truck stops around the country that are offering free meals today. Some of these will be TA, the Petro, TA Express, Pilot, Flying J, One Nine Field Network, Loves. But uh, before you go in and just sit down and start ordering, make sure you... Read the fine print because uh, as I was collecting all, all of this information for the free meal, every single truck stop had its own uh, guidelines for uh, obtaining that free meal. So make sure when you sit down to order, <laughs> you know what that truck stop's guidelines are. So today you can actually eat all day for free. This truck stop, move on to the next. You know, I'm talking about your meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe a snack, late night. I've been there. Be in the truck stop, it's late at night or getting late. You don't want to sit in the truck, you get bored. You go back in the restaurant, have a piece of pie or something. Yeah, I've done that. Okay, FreightBrokerTV.com, that's our website. If you've got something you'd like to talk about, something uh, you'd like to comment on, any messages, ask questions you can ask. Yeah, you can go to our website. We've got forms all over the website you can use. In addition to that, you can email us direct, and it'll come right to me, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. That is fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Now, like I said, my name is Michael. I am the host. I am also the lead consultant at Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A. Tautoa.com is the uh, website. We are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. We prepare people to have a career in transportation as a broker, broker agent. We also consult and train freight brokers that uh, have their own authority, starting their own uh, brokerage operation. Anyway, check us out. We've got uh, packages for everyone, everything from consulting only to uh, packages that include in-depth training, uh, placement, and consulting. Check it out. Check it out. All right, very good. In addition to being Veterans Day, it's also Singles Day. If you're single, this is a day for you. <laughs> you are celebrated today. And it's Origami Day. Don't know why that has a day. Yesterday, 
believe it or not, was area code day. Who came up with that idea? I mean, that was yesterday, but you know, I, I saw that and it struck me as weird. But anyway, it is what it is. I mean, area code day. I, I just imagine somebody at AT&T sitting, sitting back in their chair in their office overlooking the city on the 100th floor or whatever. Hmm, what could I... You know, I think I'm going to try to start an area code day. And they did that anyway. Who knows? It just struck me as weird. A lot of these days strike me as weird. Somebody actually took the time and went to the effort to get these registered as actual days. Now, how they did that, or how they did it, I have no idea. Fuel prices, do we even want to talk about them? I mean, it's nuts. It is just ridiculous. And what's getting more ridiculous is that uh, Washington actually believes that uh, the citizens of this country have no clue (laughs) as to what the supply chain is. Or how we are affected by the supply chain or anything to do with the prices, be it fuel or the cost of meat or coffee or whatever it might be. I mean, come on. Anyway, diesel is up 0.3 cents, not as bad as it has been, but it's still up. $3.73 a gallon. And uh, gas, that took a pretty good jump. Two cents a gallon since last week is what I'm talking about. Three forty-one. Ah, remember the good old days when fuel was a dollar cheaper a gallon? Seems like many years ago, but uh, just uh, 12 months. <laughs> 12 months ago. It is what it is. Spot rates from last week. Uh, van uh, spot rates are up 3.1%. Flatbed up a half percentage point. Reefer, refrigerated freight, that is up 4.9%. The uh, spot rates now compared to last month. <laughs> drive-in freight up 9 cents. you got to take into consideration by, uh, drive-in freight. You know, we are in that holiday shipping period. A lot of things shipping for the holiday. Well, should be. That's a story unto itself. <laughs> but uh, flatbed's down a, a penny, down to 306 a mile. Van up nine cents uh, from last month, 294. These are just averages to keep that in mind. Refrigerated freight uh, up 16 cents a mile from last month. Uh, last month, uh, uh, well, right now it's 343 a mile on average. Last month, 16 cents less. So. Got those bases covered. Now, today's impossible question. (laughs) If you don't know what we do here, if you're new to the podcast, every week or every podcast going to be asking a question, uh, give you something to think about as we're going through the podcast. And hopefully, if I remember, I'll, I'll give you the answer at the end of the podcast. There has been a couple of times that I've, I've failed to, uh, I've failed to answer that day's impossible question. Today, I will make sure I answer. Hope so, anyway. Okay, today's impossible question. 5% of people who have one of these never use it. Did you get that? 5% of people who have one of these never 
use it. Yeah. Let that swim around your brain for a little bit. We'll get back to that and I'll answer it before the day's over. All right. We talked about the truck stops, right? We did. Let's, uh, there's something else in here. Okay, this is weird. This is from the, okay. Uh, how stupid are we department? All right, the Rocky Mountain Institute and some other environmental groups, and there you go. Uh, I think you got a pretty good idea where this is going once I said environmental groups. <laughs> I believe we should not. We should not expand highways to ease congestion. I'm trying to tell that somebody in rush hour in L.A. or Chicago, New York City, whatever. To prove it, they've launched the State Highway Induced Frequency of Travel Calculator. They're calling it SHIFT for short. Drop the F. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, all a, it's all about something called induced demand. Induced demand. What, what, what they are saying, the economic concept behind this, the economic concept of induced demand applied to traffic says that highway improvements to ease congestion simply attracts more traffic. Okay, in case you didn't get that, let me, let me tell you again. The economic concept of induced demand applied to traffic says the highway improvements to ease congestion simply attract more traffic. So if you don't want traffic, don't build a road. <laughs> you know? Hey, if you want, if you if if you if don't if 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 you don't eat, <laughs> that I read that I had to read that about five times for what what now you see what I say if they drop the F it, it makes more sense. Induced demand, so don't don't uh, expand the roads. That's just going to bring more traffic, and I hate to say it. As as twisted as it is, I, I kind of get there many, but I don't think, you know, I, I think you can build a 10-lane road in, uh, I don't know, Kokomo, Indiana. And I just don't think you're going to have 10 lanes full of traffic in Kokomo, Indiana. So anyway, neither here nor there. What else is going on? These vaccine mandates, these pesky vaccine mandates, federal law that would mandate vaccinations or regular COVID-19 testing for companies with more than 100 employees, has been and is being challenged in court. One expert noted that the uncertainty around the rule stretches beyond the fundamental question of whether the government can enforce it. Uh, he's an attorney, C. Eric Stevens. He says, these are treacherous times for employers. Yeah. What else are you going to say? Government mandates are a politically charged issue. He says it's, it's a very important issue for transportation mandates, vaccine mandates. Now, I was... Uh, somebody made a point on another podcast I was listening to. 
about these mandates, these vaccine mandates. Washington knows these aren't going to fly. Or that's, that's, that's what they're thinking anyway, that, you know, they're going to get blocked at every corner, every turn, but they did it anyway. OSHA has. And they're not backing down. And the reason they're not backing down is because, uh, now this is just theory, something I heard on another podcast kind of made sense to me, so I'm sharing it. But, uh, that if they put the fear into these companies and they get some of these companies start enforcing the mandate that can't be enforced, it's win-win for them either way. You see what I mean? More people are going to get vaccinated that may not have wanted to be vaccinated. In other words, they're forcing, they're, they're, they're kind of strong-arming, forcing you to do it by having the mandate or trying to get a mandate, but on the flip side of that coin, they know that by trying to get a mandate, there are going to be some companies out there, some businesses that are just going to try to fall in line immediately, which is going to force some people to get a vaccine that wouldn't have. Kind of makes sense? See what I mean? Nuts, but that's where we are in this country today. OSHA, uh, what, a week ago? Announced that rule, uh, announced a rule that would require companies with 100 or more employees, including trucking companies, to ensure that their workers are COVID 19 vaccinated or, if not, are tested on a regular basis. This rule is set to take effect January 4th, 2022, next year. But the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals just five days ago granted an emergency stay of this requirement. But the White House, they're saying, screw the courts. Do what we're telling you to do. Move forward. Implement the mandate. Excuse me? (laughs) You know? Executive, legislature, judicial. Seems like I learned about that somewhere. But anyway, on November 9th, a couple of days ago, ATA and a whole lot of others, a coalition of state trucking associations and industry groups, filed a separate lawsuit challenging the Biden administration over the mandate. The lawsuit alleges that OSHA has overstepped its authority, said the mandate, if adopted, and they're right, would significantly significantly harm the economy and could negatively affect the transportation workforce. Well, no duh. No duh. You know, I've I've put the uh, thought out there, too, that uh, autonomous truck makers might benefit from this too somewhat but anyway we story for another day anyway this vaccine you know i i I heard on another podcast too a study that's been done with the amish the amish has herd immunity everything that this country's been trying to get Uh, at least that's that's the theory or slash opinion why do they have herd immunity because they ignored it. They went to church. They didn't wear masks. They congregated. People got sick. They recovered. It's done. Go figure. Now you can you, you can do you fact check me. You know fact check me. Go go in there and do some searches. Uh, Amish herd immunity, COVID, whatever. See if I don't uh, see if what I tell you is not 
out there somewhere. Because it is. All right, what else is going on? Let's talk about double brokering for a moment. If you don't know what double brokering is, first of all, let's let, let's clear the air right here. Double brokering is not illegal. I know there are people out there saying double brokering is illegal. It's not. It is not illegal. Trip leasing is illegal. You don't do that anymore. I'm not going to go into that hornet's nest. Actually, trip leasing was... Uh, actually made to be 100%, without a doubt, illegal. I believe it was uh, in the uh, MAP-21 a few years ago. It, uh, what, what, what MAP-21 set out to do, or the, uh, uh, as far as trip leasing goes, was to stop the practice of brokering illegally by using a term trip lease. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Now, double brokering, on the other hand, it is not illegal. Highly frowned upon. Highly frowned upon if done incorrectly. And what incorrectly is is simply when uh, broker A has a load. They got that load from their own customer. Broker B contacts broker A, takes the load, and brokers it to another trucking company. More times than not, Broker B is acting like they're a trucking company and they're taking that load uh, fraudulently, actually, because they're saying they're a trucking company, they have trucking company paperwork, they provide it to the uh, original broker. The broker thinks they're dealing with the trucking company, but the Broker B, who is actually a trucking company and a broker, he's brokering it to another trucking company. So you've been double-dipped. See what I mean? So if this broker took 15 20% off the top, then the second broker took 15 20% off the top by the time it made it to the truck. Jeez, man, that, that rate's so low, it's not even funny. Now, granted, some loads have enough money in them to where a, a, a trucking company may not even realize they were double brokered or the rate was dipped into twice. But that kind of, uh, it's wrong. And I, I'm not even going to go into detail about why it's wrong. <laughs> you know, if you can't figure out why it's wrong on your own, just, you know, for me using the term double dip. Eh. Now, that double brokering and co-brokering are two different things. Co-brokering will be when broker A and broker B are actually working together to move the load. Now, the way this works is broker A has the load. Broker B calls up and is totally forthcoming about it. Hey, I'm a broker. I've got a truck. I'd like to uh, work with you to put this load on my truck. Usually what will happen is the uh, broker A, the one that has the customer, they will do all the paperwork. Okay. They'll do all the paperwork and provide the load confirmation to the carrier. And whatever the net is on the load, whatever the profit is on the load, broker A and broker B will split 50-50. It's not none of this, okay, we're going to take 30-40% off the top. It's going to be, hey, this is what we're moving it for. We'll split the commission. Oftentimes, brokers will have co-brokering contracts drawn up, or they have them already pre-drawn up, you know, for the uh, co-broker to sign. Okay, you get the idea. Double brokering is not illegal. A lot of, uh, but to be honest with you, a lot of this, these, uh, well, there's dispatch services. They're 
the government's trying to outlaw. I'm not sure if I'm totally for being having them outlawed, but uh, if they if they were run correctly, it'd be a whole different story. And what I mean mean by a dispatch service being run correctly, a dispatch service, a true dispatch service, should have its own customers. But I would bet the majority of them, at least the ones I've been been around. They get a contract with a trucking company to be that uh, or to provide their services to that trucking company as a dispatch service. Once the trucking company has done that, contracted that dispatch service, they have essentially given that dispatch service carte blanche. They don't have to get their own customers to get loads for that trucking company's trucks. No. They go to the load board. And what are they doing? Essentially double brokering. They're getting the load from the broker that has posted the load on the load board. And they get it for the trucking company. Well, in the contract between the trucking company and the dispatch service, the trucking company has agreed to give X percentage of gross for every load that they move for that dispatch service. Might be 5%, anywhere from 5 to 10%. Uh, the uh, broker, you know, they've got a net that's already come off the top. Now the uh, dispatch service is going to take another 5 to 10% off the top. So you see, it, essentially it's double brokering without having a broker's license. That is where these uh, potential laws are coming into play. They're trying to outlaw it, a lot of it. So we, we've talked about that in the past, but uh, be looking for that to change. But anyway, double brokering, no, it's not illegal. But if you're a trucking company and you're dealing and you're in the middle of a double double brokered load, uh, uh, there can be issues. Okay, <laughs> there can be issues if the broker doesn't pay you that you took the load from, and uh, well, you can file a claim against the bond, but good luck on that too, right? I mean, if they're doing that to a lot of people, it's just it's just a night. You know, a brokerage should be getting their own customers. Bottom line, you know, it's bottom line. Bottom line, if, you know, somebody trying to double broker loads all the time. You know, now I will say this, a lot of new people get into the industry and they think, wow, that's all I got to do. There are loads right there. I can, no, 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 no. You make the big bucks as a broker by getting your own customers. That's where the big money comes from. You get your own customers, you cultivate that customer you build a relationship that customer wants to work with you because they know you're going to take care of them and their loads. They can trust you. You build that up. It takes time. That's why That's why you don't just start brokering today and start making thousands of dollars tomorrow. It takes time. you got to cultivate these relationships and not just with your customer, the shippers. You've got to build the relationships with the carriers as well. Trucking companies want to work with a broker they can trust, but there are so many out there that, uh, well, it's, it is what it is. Now, a lot of trucking companies, too, smaller ones, you're going to find this, more so than uh, the medium-sized to larger trucking companies. They feel like the broker is the reason they have all the problems. And Normally, those trucking companies, they are trying to use a broker for all their loads. You know, instead of going out here getting their own customers, they're trying to use a broker for all of their loads, and of course they can't make money. You know, they're giving up the profit. A broker, and if you're a client of mine at Tautoy, you're going to hear me say this over and over and over. 
a broker is the most misused tool in the transportation industry. Yes. You know, we are a, a tool, a service to be used by trucking companies to help them relocate their equipment to a destination they need that equipment to be. Backhauls. Get the idea? Anyway, I can stay on that for, for a while. All right, here's something over in North Carolina. Let's change subject here for a second. Gas station uh, out in North Carolina reached a settlement with the North Carolina authorities. North Carolina authorities uh, have reached this settlement with a Charlotte, North Carolina gas station. This gas station was accused of gouging during a fuel shortage caused by that ransomware attack earlier this year. Remember that? Yesterday, Mansa, M-A-N-S-A, I'm going to make sure everybody knows the name of this uh, company, Mansa, M-A-N-S-A, Travel Center, Charlotte, LLC, also known as Queen's Market, settled a price gouging lawsuit for $20,305. of this was issued as a civil penalty, while the rest is uh, for restitution, attorney's fees, consumer protection enforcement, and investigative cost. The gas station must also install technology to record the amount of fuel sold and fuel prices. Attorney General at North Carolina, Josh Stein, sued Mansa in August after the station hiked prices during the Colonial Pipeline shutdown during a ransomware attack back in May. We all remember that. It was all over the news. According to the lawsuit, Queen's Market upped their prices to three nineteen seven per gallon for regular gas, a 19% increase from pre-shutdown prices. <laughs> okay, you may not think, well, yeah, three nineteen is not bad because what we're paying now. Uh, yeah, three forty one. Yeah, yeah, uh, but wait, that's for regular gas, nine ninety nine per gallon for mid grade, <laughs> nine ninety nine a gallon for mid grade. Nine ninety nine a gallon for premium. <laughs> Even though the gas station did not incur any actual fuel cost increase. Yeah, they gouged. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper declared a state of emergency back uh, during that time due to the fuel supply shortage. North Carolina price gouging laws forbid businesses from upping the price of goods during a state of emergency. You have to wonder, is, is this a manager acting on their own? Did the owner of this store say, yeah, do it? Make the money while the iron's hot? <laughs> yeah, you say shortage prices go up. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, look around. Look around. There's a shortage. Prices are going up. There's a shortage. Prices are going up. All right, let's talk about ELDs for a moment. If you got ELD, remember early... Next year, which is only a couple of months from now, 3G network is going away. If you've got a, a ELD and you're working off a 3G cell network or 3G system, uh, it's not going to work before too long. So you need to think about upgrading that. Keep that in mind. The uh, if you if you don't, what's going to happen is the uh, 3DG uh, or 3G device will register a malfunction. And the rule states that uh, you as a carrier, you have eight days to fix the malfunction. Okay, so keep that in mind. 
Matter of fact, that's why I... Jeez, cell phones today. I got a notice last year that uh, my 3G phone... Yeah, I don't buy them a lot. I don't go out here and buy a phone just because it's, you know, hey, we got the new model. You know, the new one came out now. It's pretty much all I have to. You know, as a matter of fact, I, I had a BlackBerry back in the day. I mean, we're going way back, you know, 10, 15 years when they were the good BlackBerries. I loved that phone. Loved it. The graphics, computer, website, eh, is a tool. It didn't work, you know, as piece. But uh, I wish I would have made it where it did work. I, I went to BlackBerry again later on that had all that working graphics and all that, but uh, I'm not kidding you, man. Within a year, it it died. It just died. I had to go out and buy another one. But anyway, so I went back to iPhone. Now, I know a lot of people saying, iPhone. No, not iPhone. I, I get it. But uh, I was speaking of iPhone. Uh, there's a rumor out there that Apple is working on a car, an Apple car, an iCar or whatever. I don't know. But don't that sound fun? It's bad enough they're in our lives already. They know everything we're thinking. They know where we're going. They know what we're doing. Now we're going to have a car. Somebody's going to uh, somebody's gonna buy it, too. Anyway, back to the phones. Yeah, I got notified that, uh, hey, my phone was going to be obsolete. It was sunsetting. won't work in 2022, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay, might as well bite the bullet, buy a new phone. $2,000 later. Well, 2000 because, you know, when you're married... You just don't get one. You want to keep the wife happy? You buy two. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen the magnet or the t-shirt? If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy? Well, I mean, seriously, I've got computers that didn't cost that much. Anyway, it is what it is. All right, what else? We're about to wrap it up today. Before I go too much further, I better answer this question before I forget. Uh, today's impossible question. 5% of people who have one of these never use it. What did you think? Gun? Huh? No, it's a dishwasher. A dishwasher. And those 5% must not use it because it's broke. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. All right, birthdays today. If today's your birthday, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Jonathan Winters, Stanley Tucci if I'm pronouncing that right. He's really a good actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Made in Manhattan. Uh, what was it? Uh, a Fonda, uh, Nicholas Cage movie. It Could Happen to You. He was in that. Uh, he was in uh, Devil Wears Prada. He, he's, he's good. I, I enjoy his movies. Demi Moore is having a birthday today. Well, little Demi. G.I. Jane. Happy birthday to her. Leonardo DiCaprio having a birthday today, too. If you're having a birthday, happy birthday to you. You are in pretty good company. Today in history, back in 1889, Washington is admitted to the U.S. as the 42nd state. President Harding, on this day back in 1921, dedicated the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Arlington National Cemetery. And on this date in 1966, the final Gemini flight. How many of us were alive then? I was. I was a very young first grader, maybe. Gemini uh, 7 is launched with James A. Level and Buzz Aldwin. Anyway, things you might need to know today. Ah, we got a new Sexiest Man Alive, <laughs> Paul Rude. 
Rudd, Rude, how do you pronounce it? R-U-D-D. I'd hate to have that title, wouldn't you? I mean, that's just embarrassing almost. But anyway, I've hate, I'd hate to have it, man, if I applied for it. No. <laughs> and inflation in the U.S. hit a 30-year high. 30 years, folks. Consumer price index rising at an annual rate of 6.2%. Thank you, Mr. President. Isn't that what Helen Thomas used to say? Here's one that'll make you scratch your head. McDonald's. They just might have all you want for Christmas. Ah, let's, let's take this a little bit further. The fast food chain has announced they are teaming up with Mariah Carey for 12 days of free food. Starts uh, December 13th, obviously 12 days before Christmas. What does Mariah Carey have to do with McDonald's and free food? I don't know, but I'm sure we will find out. I don't eat at McDonald's. I like Mariah, but uh, not my fave. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's their deal. An original Apple One computer, if you got one of those sitting in the closet or on a shelf or in the attic, get it out, dust it off, clean it up. <laughs> one just sold at auction for $400,000. An original Apple One computer. So keep that in mind. All right, what else? Anything in here? Did you know, department, uh, people who have to drive over 45 minutes to work every day have a much higher risk for divorce? It makes no sense to me. And this one made me scratch my head, too. Only 10% of us say we're able to wake up without an alarm clock on a regular or on a daily basis. I think you take the alarm clock out of the room, those people are going to wake up anyway. Eventually. Hopefully. And 90% of Americans use seatbelts on a daily basis. All right. that pretty much do it? I believe so. Ah, one more thing. Up in Wisconsin. They do anything with defund the police? I don't remember. But anyway. <laughs> Seems like they might have. A new bill in Wisconsin House would allow the city of Milwaukee to use red light and speed cameras to ticket drivers, as a lot of uh, states are making these illegal. Milwaukee's stepping up to the plate. Bring it on. More revenue. You know, we don't have the cops we used to have. We got to... <laughs> State law now prohibits the use of automated enforcement tools. So what? <laughs> Milwaukee's going to do it anyway. This uh, bill is sponsored by a representative, Lakeisha Myers, from Milwaukee. The bill would add the city to the more than 500 communities around the country to employ red light and speed cameras to nab drivers who disobey traffic rules. Specifically, her bill would authorize the city of Milwaukee to use up to 75, 75 red light and speed cameras. So, who knows? Right now, it's just a bill that's been introduced. All right, I believe that's going to wrap it for this week's FBTV podcast. Had a lot to talk about today. I'm sure we will next week, too. Remember... Uh, got a question, anything you want to talk about, a topic you'd like us to discuss here, uh, let us know. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. That's our email address. 
you can go to our website too at Freight Broker TV. Uh, go to the contact page. There are forms there you can fill out, submit. Also, if you want us to say happy birthday to you or a loved one or something like that on the podcast, let us know. Fill out a form, send it to us. Today's impossible question, 5% of people who have one of these never use it. Again, it was a dishwasher. There's a joke in there too somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, won't go there. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Have a uh, It's Thursday. Have a good Thursday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll see you.